this morning to have our minister of music share a word. I know God's given Noah a word for the moment and the hour. We're looking forward to God anointing him. How many here say this morning by raising your hand and saying amen, Pastor, we're going to be behind, we're going to be behind the, the word this morning. We're going to join in and glorify God as the word is being presented. And so we appreciate Noah so very much. Would you give him a, a round of applause, appreciation? I think you got a fan club out here. Hallelujah. Oh, can we give some praise to the Lord now? Let's give some praise to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, you are worthy to be praised, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to share. We're going to continue with our vision on all in. But I'm going to be a little specific today, and I'm going to be talking about all in worship. All in worship. I told the worship team yesterday I've been out for a couple of weeks, and now I'm back. And uh, uh, <laughs> watch out, it might be a couple hours here, but um, I'm ready to preach, y'all. So usually I got two pages of notes. I got five pages today, so get you a snack. <laughs> but... Uh, but God is good, ain't he? God is so good. And, uh, uh, man, he is moving in our church. I believe that the last few months there has been such a breakthrough in people's lives. Um, I got I got to talk a little bit about my teen men. Uh, 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 last Friday night, praise the Lord, we did burritos and movie night, which... Uh, let me tell you, you can be you can be silly and all that stuff, but let me tell you, the Word of God ministers to these teens like you would never believe. And so we got together, and we served them up some burritos, and they ate like four pounds of chicken and beef and all that good stuff. And, uh, and we got down there, we played some games, we had some new faces. I do want to give God an, a, a hand clap of praise because we had 18 teens come on Friday night. That was awesome. I know, I know we don't, we don't want to get too caught up in numbers, but boy, let me tell you, every number of that teen group is a soul that God loves. And so we had 18 teens coming on, on Friday night. They could have been out in, uh, you know, who knows, all the different places, um, but they decided to come to church, and we uh, shared with them some food, some games, and then came up and watched that movie, uh, Facing the Giants. If you guys have watched that one, it's a good spirit-filled movie right there. Um, and so got to watch that and administer to the kids um, and talk to them afterwards. We had a great time in the Lord. So awesome things are going on in our church. God is moving. I believe that people are going all in. And it's exciting to see what God will do when people go all in for him. God can change the world, flip the world upside down when people go all in for God. Praise the Lord. And I see that in people's lives in this church and different ministries and leaders rising up, a generation rising up. God is on the move. I want us to turn this morning. You can go ahead and turn there uh, to John chapter 4. Now, I, I know I might have scared you of saying I got five, uh, uh, five pages of notes, but I've kind of just got some different stories to tell today. I've got some different stories to tell. Plus, you ain't got to be anywhere anyways. Don't be thinking about lunch. <laughs> We're going to John chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 23 to, through 24. John chapter 4, verses 23 through 24. And today I'm going to be talking about all in worship. 
a few weeks ago when Pastor asked me to talk about all-in worship, um, honestly, the moment that he asked me to do that, um, I was like, in my mind, I was saying, is there anything else? <laughs> like, but all-in worship? You can't do half-in worship. That's like saying this shirt is white and it's really white. Like, it doesn't mean, it's like, if you worship, you're going to be all in. There ain't no half in and worship. So, so when we're talking about all in worship today, let me tell you, it's nothing halfway. It's all of you. It's everything. It's the good stuff. It's the bad stuff. You're bringing it before the Lord. That's all in worship. So we're going to be looking at these scriptures today and Jesus' conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well. And I'm going to start in verse 23. It says, but the hour is coming. And now is when the true worshipers, that's who we want to be, will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Just to, you know, kind of show where we're at in this uh, in this picture, I know I've... Uh, you know, we, we've looked at the story of the Samaritan woman at the well uh, many times, but if you're unfamiliar with it, um, let's kind of give some backstory here and where we're at. But I really want to focus on this conversation toward the end about worship. Uh, so in this story, we have a, a Samaritan woman who, um, just to let you know, like the Samaritans were kind of like a, they were like a mixed race of people that were, were pretty much hated by the Jews. They didn't, they didn't like them if... Uh, the Jews had any contact with them. They tried to avoid them, even when it came to traveling. Like, they tried to go around uh, Samaria, so they didn't want to be any part of them. Um, but Jesus uh, was going from Judea to uh, Galilee, and it was right in the middle, so Jesus was going through it. So he was taking the quickest, quickest path, and the Scripture even says that he needed to go through there. And I think it wasn't just for, uh, I, I don't think it was just for the fact the geographic location, but he needed to go there because he knew he needed to talk to this woman. And so at noonday, which uh, uh, if you know, going to the well, uh, they would go in the morning, they'd go in the evening. So noontime, there was usually nobody there, and that's why this woman was going. You see, she had a reputation. She had a bad reputation. Um, and so she came to this well at noonday, and Jesus is there. And he first asked her, if, if you know the conversation, you read the verses beforehand, he first asked her to give him a drink, and it leads to a discussion about how Jesus can provide her with living water, amen? Living water that where she will thirst no more. And he then says, go, and I want you to call to your husband and come here. And the Samaritan woman says, I, I don't have a husband, but Jesus perceives and knows her story. And says, listen, I know uh, you've had several husbands, and the one that you're with right now ain't even your husband. And first off, let me tell you, usually when the, when the conversation gets personal with Jesus, we're like this Samaritan woman, and we want to change subjects quick. <laughs> so, this, so, so the Samaritan woman, you know, understood, like, whoa, you, you know my backstory now. Okay, let's try, to, let's try to change the subject. But, man, Jesus was such a great teacher, and he just, man, he, he just loved on this woman, uh, showed her the way. But she began to ask a question. She said, hey, listen, like, uh, if, if you know these things, where, where should we worship? She changed the subject about this worship, and this is where we get to our scripture here. She said, listen, the, the Jews, they'll, they'll worship in the temple uh, you know, back in Jerusalem, that's where the Jews worship. But yet, uh, Samaritans, they would worship on this mount that was in Shechem. Um, so she was like, 
well, well, tell me a little bit about this. Where, where should we worship? And Jesus begins to say that it's not about the place. It's not about, you know, where you go to worship. But he says that basically how to worship. And he says you need to worship in spirit and in truth. Then he says, first off, it doesn't matter the, the place. It's about the presence of God. And when you worship, it's not where, but it's how. It's in spirit and in truth. So that's what I want to focus on today because I think just as the Samaritan woman comes up and she's asking about where to worship, I think we get all kinds of questions about our worship nowadays. Like, you know, there's all kinds of controversy about, like, you know, between different churches, should we sing hymns or should we sing some of the, the new gospel songs that's coming out or should we have a live band or, or should we not or just a keyboard or should it just be in the church or, 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 or where should we be worshiping or, or how and all these questions come up. So let me tell you, there, there's a lot of these same questions that the Samaritan woman was asking that we're asking today. Um, but my, uh, just as Jesus uh, put it here, there is, it doesn't matter the, the physical place that you are. But let me tell you, there's a spiritual place that you go where it's not about mechanically of what you can do, but it's about being in the presence of God and just saying, here I am, in spirit and in truth. You see, we use a lot of different things to worship the Lord, but these things, this, just because I, I, I play a guitar, that doesn't mean that I, I'm worshiping God. This is just a tool to be used. There are a lot of people that's wor- playing the guitar that ain't worshiping God. These are, these are just tools that we use, these microphones, our voices even, our actions. These are just tools that we use. It's not, uh, uh, let me tell you, worship is not the Sunday between uh, 1045 and 1115 when we sing praises to God. That's not what worship is. Or that's, that's part of it. That's part, there's corporate worship is very important, okay? There's, it's very important. But that's not just worship. If you're only worshiping God from 1045 to 1115, let me tell you, you are going to get really sour and really weak fast because you're not experiencing the presence of God on Monday and Tuesday when you really need it or in the break room when people are talking bad and gossiping. That's where worship really takes place. When you worship God, in spirit and in truth. I do want to make one, one quick point here too because a lot of times as Christians we can get confused between uh, praise and, and worship because they are different things. Praise and, and worship are different things. Um, I did have uh, uh, one scripture. I know I skipped one. You all are going to have to just keep up with me today, okay? All right, they give me a thumbs up back there. Uh, I did want to just go to Psalm 100 verse 4. We quote this quite a bit, um, but it talks about praise here. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. You see, praise goes along with thanksgiving. It's like, it, 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 let me tell you, praise has lyrics, all right? Worship doesn't always have lyrics. Praise has lyrics. You're coming in and saying, I'm thankful, Lord. You are good, God. You have done, you've done mighty things in my life. I praise you, Lord. That's when we come into his courts, into his gates. That praise goes along with, with thanksgiving. But worship is more than that. Worship is more than lyrics. Worship is more than uh, just the song lyrics or, or the tune or the rhythm. Worship is more than that. So there's this praise, and praise is important. 
And you will you will recognize it because a lot of times when we start worship, uh, praise and worship here, there's a reason why we call it praise and worship because we start with praise. We start with praise. We start to clarifying who God is and how good he is. But then we kind of step into that place of worship where it's like, okay, I'm just going to stand in his presence now. Like that last song was saying, I just want to stand in awe of you. I just want to move your heart, God. I just want to move your heart. And if you're like me in my own personal walk with the Lord, a lot of times the closer that I get to him in worship, the less I have to say. I'm going to say that again. A lot of times the closer I get to him in worship, the less I have to say. It's something about like when you're, when you're going deeper into the waters of worship, it's like, wow, I understand more about myself, but I also see the glory and the love of God more and more. And I get to a point where I, words just don't make sense anymore. They can't describe him anymore. I don't have the vocabulary, nor the intelligence, nor the willpower to worship him like he needs to be worshipped. I want to stop right there and just say that God deserves to be worshipped. God deserves to be worshipped. He is a good God and all good things come from him. He is the Alpha and Omega, the maker, the creator of all things. He is God. He deserves to be praised. If we don't, the stones would cry out to him. Just as we sing today, I'm not going to let the stones take my place. No, I'm going to step into his presence and glorify God. Whether that means with my words, whether that means just with a hand lifted up, or just me saying, God, here I am. Here I am. You see, worshiping God in spirit, in spirit and in truth, it's kind of, it is a little difficult to define that. I tried. I was going over the last couple of weeks, and I even asked Courtney. I was like, because Courtney's smarter than me. She's been definitely smarter than me. And I said, honey, how do you think that, you know, how do you, how would you define that? Worship God in spirit and truth. And, and we talked about it quite a bit. Um, you know, I do believe that there is, when he talks about the spirit, I believe that there is a presence of the Holy Spirit because he goes on to say God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. There's that. There's also the fact that it's, that it's in your spirit spirit it's not it's not anything flesh related it's nothing mechanical or physical so let me tell you when you're when you're worshiping god and you're you're looking across the sanctuary and you're thinking oh they're they're raising their hand i'm gonna raise my hand no get that out of there because that's physical that's just mechanical stuff no step into the spirit and praise god that it makes manifest into the physical at times and there's maybe times where you need to jump or you'll see me up here because i'm straddled down by a cord you'll see my little feet kicking and stuff praise god praise god for yeah he's laughing because he knows (laughs) praise god that it makes manifest in the physical but i'm worshiping in my spirit I'm worshiping in my spirit. I'm not made to be like someone else or try to copy them. This worship team up here, I tell them all the time, we ain't no Bethel. We ain't no uh, elevation. We're not trying to copy them. We're just worshiping God in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. The other part of that, and truth, is so important. Because you don't go before God being fake. He sees right through that, just like the Samaritan woman at the well tried to say, I don't have a husband. No, he saw right through that and said, listen, you had several husbands. The one you're with right now ain't your husband. 
let me tell you, God sees all of you, but yet God still loves you. So don't you hold anything back from him. I call out to the sinners. I call out to the backsliders. You come before a God who loves you and worship him in spirit and in truth. It's that place where you come before him and you say, listen, I've got this ruggedy, nasty stuff in my life, God, but I know you can change it around. So, God, I bring it before you. Oh, yes, and all these anxieties and cares and fears, I bring it before you. I don't just stand before God with my good stuff. I stand before him with all of me. So don't you hold anything back. If you want to be an all-in worshiper, or as Jesus put it, the true worshipers, you need to step in with everything you've got. That's worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. Now I know I, I mentioned I've got uh, I've got a few stories to share today because after the weeks of trying to define what it's what it's like to worship in spirit and in truth, because I struggle with trying to find words on how it is, I look throughout those scriptures and I and I, I've got five stories and I want you to hang in with me today. But there's five stories that I kinda want to show you because sometimes it's hard to define it, but it's easy to see it. It's easy to see when somebody's worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Because let me tell you, it's not about the place that you're in, whether it's in the church house or the jail house. It's not about the condition that you are in. It's, it, it's not about the tools that you have to use. But when you worship God, you worship him with all of you and in spirit and in truth. So I'm going to ask, I had a few uh, I had a few volunteers. Oh, man, those, those lucky volunteers. So I'm going to ask them to come on up. Uh, Justin, come on up here. Justin, I want you to stand right here, my man. Jason, I want you to come right here. Tabitha, I want you to stand in the middle. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Josh, you want to come on all the way over here, man? And then Loreen, we're going to put you on the end. And turn around and face everybody, y'all. Now, first off, give them a hand clap just for volunteering. They have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but I wanted to walk through these five stories that as I was looking in the scriptures on places where people were worshiping God in spirit and in truth, I think there's lessons to be learned in each one of them. And so I think having somebody in front of you, maybe you can look at them and say, here in a minute, we're going to see uh, Jason is actually Moses, all right? <laughs> but, but anyways, I want you just to be able to look at them and kind of remember that story and what we're talking about, okay? So there's five instances that I'm just going to kind of roll through. If you've got notes, put down the scriptures and whatnot. You should go back and look at them if you can. The very first one is going to be a very familiar one, and I brought my brother Justin up here for a reason uh, because we go together like peas and carrots. <laughs> but but these, this guy right here, we're going to look at Acts chapter 16, Acts chapter 16, where we see a scripture on Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas had a day where, first off, there was this prophetess that was following Paul around, who was a possessed woman working for these guys, basically like a slave owner, and she would tell the future and bothering Paul, and Paul turned around, basically told her to stop because he was annoyed, and he casted the demon out of her, casted the demon out of her, and then after that, the people that owned that woman got really mad. And accused them, arrested them in the marketplace, basically for disturbing the peace. <laughs> and casted them, had them cast into the prison. They were stripped of their clothes, beaten with rods, casted in the innermost prison. And at the midnight hour, 
Paul and Silas began to pray and sing praises to God. And we know what resulted from that, that there was an earthquake that shook the prison. The chains were loose, the doors flung open, and they were set free. And not only that, but the jailer that was there, who was supposed to be the guy in charge of them, he was going to just basically commit suicide because that was his job. And instead, he saw the revelation and the truth from Paul, and him and his whole household believed in the Lord that day. So let me tell you, our first story here, it doesn't matter if you went through a day like Paul and Silas where you've been beaten up, these guys were stripped of their clothes, beaten with rods, thrown into the innermost prison, but yet they still worshipped the Lord. So when you worship God in spirit and in truth, it doesn't matter if you've been beaten up or put in captivity or feel like the enemy is all over you, you worship God and he will see you through, he will give you freedom, he will break your chains, and he will bring revelation to those around you my Moses <laughs> in Exodus chapter 17 we look at a story where uh, it was the Amalekites and the Israelites they were fighting in the uh, valley of something called Rephidim which basically means resting place right they were battling them in the resting place and Moses set up on the hill and there's a lot of symbolism here, but he held up his hands. You actually got to do something. <laughs> hold up your hands. Hold up your hands. He held up his hands, and he had the, 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 the staff of God in his hand. But they noticed that every time that when he lifted up his hands, the Israelites would prevail. But if his hands went down, the Amalekites prevailed. And so he began to, he was holding up his arms, holding up his arms, that's symbolic. That's symbolic for the power of God and victory over the enemy. And even Aaron and her came up and set him on a stone because when he got tired, they were holding up his arms and keeping him in the air so that they could prevail in that battle. Let me tell you, I chose this story for a reason because there's something about when we worship and we hold up our hands saying, God, this battle is yours. This is the victory, not through us, but through you, God. That symbol right there, keep holding up them hands, that symbol is a symbol of surrender to the Lord, and it's a symbol of victory against the enemy. So even when the enemy feels like he's battling you in what may be called your resting place, come on, those days where you think it's going to just be smooth sailing, and yet the enemy just starts attacking you and attacking you and attacking you, you worship the God you know and raise up your hands, and he will see you through and bring you victory. Oh, and come on, and there's also something to say about corporate worship. When somebody around you you feel like is, uh, is, is getting tired and weary, you'd be like Aaron and her, come up beside them and hold up their arms and say, let's keep worshiping God in this battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter if you're on the battlefield. doesn't matter if the enemy's attacking you in your resting place. You worship God. Tabitha knows. She's like, what's next? Luke chapter 7, we see, a, we see a woman coming in an uninvited dinner. Jesus is in the uh, dinner, invited over for uh, in this Pharisee's house. And um, without saying anything, this, this woman begins to go up to Jesus. Crying, tears falling on his feet. Takes her hair, washes his feet takes perfume from the alabaster box, pours and anoints 
Jesus' feet. You want to talk about worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Right there, she knew who her Savior was. And she worshiped him no matter what. You see, this woman was known to be living a life of sin. Known to be living in sin. Was an uninvited guest to this dinner. But yet she knew who her Savior was. And there's something about when you understand the depth of your sin and you see how good your Savior is. When you understand the, 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 the heartache and, and, and the, the wages of sin is death, that's what's coming for you. But then you see your Savior wipe you clean and give you everlasting life. There's something special when you worship Him then. Jesus tells those around, He says, listen, those who think they've only got a lot to, or, or a little to be forgiven of, they only love a little. But those who've got a lot to be forgiven of, they love a lot. And let me tell you, it's not about how many things you've done. I don't want you to be calculating it up and saying, I've only done a little bit, Noah. Let me tell you, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we all deserve death and hell, but yet God sent His Son and reached down for us, a lonely, dirty, rotten sinner, and wiped us clean. So let me tell you understand the depth of your sin but oh see how good your savior is so worship God in spirit and in truth no matter what you think you have done or if you think like this woman was an uninvited guest you are not uninvited to the savior the savior has open arms for you hallelujah 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 Next story, my brother Joshua is going to be filling in here for Abraham. In Genesis chapter 22, we see the story about Isaac and Abraham, and there's something important to learn here about your worship. God calls to Abraham and says, Abraham, Abraham. Abraham says, here I am. You want to talk about some words that truly show that somebody's worshiping God in spirit and in truth is those, here I am. Here I am. God tests the face of, of Abraham and says, Listen, your only son in whom you love, I want you to take him to Moria and on a mount there that I'm going to show you, I'm gonna, I want you to sacrifice him as a burnt offering. After years of trial and error and trial and failure, Abraham got blessed with a son, Isaac, and now... God turns to him and, and tests his faith and says, listen, I want you to take Isaac to Moria and I, I want you to sacrifice him there. There's no back talk from Abraham. There's no scripture that says that Abraham tried to reason with God. He just worshiped God. He was a servant of God. And no matter what, even his only son whom he loved, what he cherished the most, he was going to bring before God. So him and two servants set out on a journey and when he saw the place that God had set aside, he told the servants to stop, and he took Isaac along the way, and you could tell that Isaac was oblivious because he was asking, what are we going to use to sacrifice? Abraham said the Lord would provide, and when he got there, he bounded up his only son, bounded up his only son, and as he lifted his hand, knife to sacrifice his son, he heard the angel of the Lord call out to him again and said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said again, here I am. And there God provided a ram in the thicket in place of Isaac for the sacrifice. But yet in that moment, I want you to see that 
Abraham worshipped God so much that he took what he cherished most and he was going to give it away. When you worship God in spirit and in truth, you worship him with what you love most. Everything about you. We, we talked about our sin, but yet even those things that you love most, worship God with. When you get to that point and you say, God, I worship you with all of me. That means my family, my job, my finances. It's all yours. That's when you truly worship the Lord. And let me tell you, God will do some great and mighty things with your family and your job and your finances when you say they belong to you, God. That's worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. Now the last story that I want to talk about, I'll save this one for last for a reason. But in Mark chapter 12, Mark chapter 12, we read a story about it's really not a very long story, but Jesus is in the temple and he's seeing these offerings be brought before in the temple. And there's these rich people that come up and they give a fair share, you know, they give a pretty good amount. But yet, then there's this widow that comes up that scripture says she's got two, basically two copper coins. You can just say two pennies. And she puts that in the offering. And Jesus says to those around him, he says, Listen, this woman, she gave more than all of them because what she gave was all she had. Was all she had. Let me tell you, if you want to draw, if you want to seek the favor of God and move his heart, you give all you have. It doesn't matter if you've got two pennies or you've got skill upon talent upon talent, whatever it is, you give it all to the Lord. You see, those rich people came out and they would give their their share. But part of that was just them saying, oh, look at me. I'm putting on this face. I'm I'm, I'm this religious excellence here. But then the widow who doesn't have much is so humbled that day that she got the favor of Jesus as she gave all she had. Church, if you want to be all in worship, you need to give all you have. It doesn't matter if you don't have much. Give it to God and He will bless you. He will give you provision. He will see you through. He'll give you victory. It doesn't matter if you've got a lot or you got a little. Give it to the Lord. So I hope you see in these instances, as I was going through Scripture, I'm reminded that it doesn't matter about the place of worship. I could be in a prison or a battlefield. I could be in a neighborhood house. I could be on a mountain. I could be in the temple. It doesn't matter where I'm at, but I'm worshiping God in spirit and in truth. It doesn't matter my condition. It doesn't matter if I've been beaten up all day and thrown into prison. It doesn't matter if I'm in a war right now when I thought it was my resting place. It doesn't matter if I've been a sinner and people know I'm living in sin. It doesn't matter if it's the best thing that I have or all that I have. I give it to the Lord. That's what all in worship is about 
Can we give them applause as these folks go on down to their seat? Thank you guys so much walking through the scriptures with me. But I know it's a hard thing to define, but you know when you see it when somebody worships the Lord in spirit and in truth. So I'm not, I ask you, are you worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth? Are you giving him everything that you have, no matter what the condition or the place is? I ask you, step into that place with him. It's not a physical place, but it's a place where your spirit is, is true with the Lord. Well, the Holy Spirit just holds you up, and, and it's, it, it's not about the place, but it's about God's presence. He's there. And you give him your heart, and, and, and it moves the Father, and God loves you, and, and God begins to bless you, and, and, and that's just how we were created to be. We were created to worship the Lord, and he loves his children. So I ask you, won't you step into all-in worship? Worship team, come on up. If you'll stand with me. Nurse, I want you to go to that bridge, okay? We sang this song today called Move Your Heart. And this morning, I just want us to worship a little more. I want you to step into that place where you say, God, I just want to move your heart. I take everything that I have, Lord. My good stuff, my bad stuff. Lord, I ain't got much, but what I have, I give you. I want you to step into that place of worship today. You can sing with them. You can raise your hands if you'd like. But worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. If you feel the need right now to come and you need to make a commitment before the Lord, so be it. I want you to come forward and we're going to pray and we're going to commit ourselves to the Lord today. So the altar is going to be open here. If you'd like to pray, you have a need, you come on up. But at this time, I just want us to worship. Standing in the presence of God. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for your presence, God. Lord, I pray that we as a church begin to step all in. Not just in our worship time on Sunday. But yet we're worshiping you, God, at the workplace. At home, when we're sitting around the dinner table, we continue to worship you. Lord, that we would worship you with our finances, God. That we know that all that we have, it's really yours. It's really yours. God, right now, we just give all of ourselves to you. Is it a fragrance? Then I'll pour my oil out. Is it a life laid down? Then here I give my vow. Is it a song I sing? Then here's every melody. Just tell me what moves you. Tell me what moves you. Is it a fragrance? Then I'll pour my oil out. Is it a life laid down? 
Then here I give my vow. Is it a song I sing? Then here's every melody. Just tell me what moves you. Oh, worship him. Tell, tell me what moves you. Is it a fragrance? Is it a fragrance? Then I'll pour my oil Then here I give my vows, isn't a song I sing? Then here's every melody, just tell me what moves you. Just tell me what moves you. I just wanna move, I just wanna move your heart. It's all I wanna do, I just wanna stand in awe. And pour my love on you, no matter how much it costs. I freely give it all to you. To you. Don't you hold on to that one thing. Don't you hold on to that one thing any longer. You've got something that you've kept from the Lord. He promises that He will provide. He promises that He will bring you freedom and forgiveness right now. Take your hand. I want everybody to hold your hand like this. Hold your hand up with a fist. And I, all at once, I just want to open up that hand and say, God, I give it to you. God, I give it to you. God, I give it to you. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. I just want to move your heart It's all I want to do I just want to stand in awe And pour my love on you No matter how much it costs I freely give it all to you To you it's an amazing thing to know when you pour out your heart to the Lord. He pours his heart out to you. He pours his heart out to you. Reveals himself more and more. I want them to just sing that chorus a couple more times. I'll ask Pastor to come up, but I want us to worship just a little longer. Sing, I just want to move your heart. I just want to move your heart It's all I want to do I just want to stand in awe And pour my love on you No matter how much it costs I freely give it all to you To you I tell you what, that was a word from the Lord. Do you believe that this morning? Give the Lord a clap offering of praise for it. Now let me tell you, there are things in life that we trip over. I mean, you ever tripped over your teenager's tennis shoes? You ever tripped over a toy laying around in the house? You ever tripped over a slippery rug or you ever done that before? Take a slide. 
Have you tripped over a dog before? If it's a cat, step on it. I mean, trip over. I'm teasing. I love animals. Now, I said all this, said all that for this reason. You don't trip over worship. It's intentional. You do it every day. You do it. You get up in the morning and you worship the Lord. Setting your mind upon Him because you know what? His mind is upon you. His thoughts are never ending about you. I want to challenge you in this message today to go all in and worship. Make every day a worship day. The Lord created Sunday, but He also created Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We say this is the Lord's day. Well, he created all those other days too. I challenge you to intentionally get up in the morning or start your day and pray and seek the Lord and read some verses of scripture. I challenge you before or earlier in this year, the 15 minute challenge, of 15 minutes of prayer, 15 minutes of reading scripture. And I don't know about you, if you'll do that, I'll tell you what'll happen. That's intentional worship. That's not dutiful. It's, it's, it's like in your heart, you want to get close to the Lord. Some of you, all of us, before we go out on the work day, when we get in that car and we go to work, you need to be praying, asking God to help you at the workplace. Turn on how many here listen to gospel music or Christian music on the way to work. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Kind of get your mind set. Go ahead and put in a song that really grips you. You know what I'm saying? You've got some favorites, put it on, and then worship the Lord in your car. Keep your eyes in front, open and looking as you're driving. I don't know about you, but I've had some Holy Ghost moments in the sitting in my car, worshiping the Lord, glorifying Him. I've had some Holy Ghost moments before I had to go and face the devil. I knew I was going to as soon as I got out of that car. I was going to have to face the enemy. But God, God supercharged me. God will supercharge you. Start your day off with the Lord. Go inside that, go to that workplace, in that office, in that shop, wherever you're going, or in that truck, and start worshiping the Lord and let other people know that you love Jesus Christ. Because worship is contagious. You know why it's contagious? What do you think you and I were created for? We were created to worship the Lord. We were created to worship God. I'm talking about even the sinners out there. They were created, everyone. Every man's been created to worship God. So it, it should come natural. So let me challenge you to do that. I believe the Lord is speaking our hearts to go all in and worship. Thank you, Noah Searles, for an uh, incredible uh, message. 
on on Wednesday evening, we've been teaching a carry-on with the message on Sunday. So I've been taking people's sermons, like Micah's was last Sunday, and yours going to be this this Wednesday. Micah was last Wednesday night. What he preached on this Wednesday night, we'll be doing some things. The Lord's speaking to me. Not that I could add on anything you had to say, but they're just, you know, the Word of God is just powerful. It's glorious. It's all over. We, we can't outdo. And so the Lord used you greatly today in the Word. Yes, Leah. Yeah, you can sit down if you'd like. I actually, well, actually, we were going to give people opportunity. They want to stay or leave. They can, uh, we're not, you don't have to stay. Okay, so what we're going to do this morning, we're going to have this meeting.